we can make more or make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you to this day, boo, no frontin'. Even when the skies were gray, you would rub me on my back and say, baby, it'll be okay. Now that's real to a brother like me, baby. Never ever give my pussy away and keep it tight, alright? And I'ma walk these dogs so we can live in a fat ass crib with thousands of kids. World life, you don't need a ring to be my wife. Just be there for me and I'ma make sure we be living in the fucking lap of luxury. I'm realizing that you didn't have to fuck with me, but you did. Now I'm going all out, kid, and I got mad love to get you, my nigga. You're all that I need, I'll be there for you. Hi, welcome to the Black Out of Tears podcast with your host, Rodimus Prime, Rod, and my wife, Karen. What's up, everybody? I knew you had to tell her to say it. I got a train, y'all. <laughs> yes, a messer. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today, I was uh, a guest on the Insanity Report podcast, so I'll send up links on Twitter, and I'll also put it on Facebook, but make sure you guys check that out. Uh, my man Chris had me on, and we talked about some diff- different political topics, and I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, Karen wasn't on. She was downstairs in the kitchen cooking me some dinner. Well, woman should be. That's right. And y'all laughing at that, but see she got a man. So all y'all single ladies, I know y'all feminism acted up for a second, but we all together. Say that again. Now go on back in there, put your snuggie on. I will. All right, so let's go ahead and just talk uh, about some stuff. Uh, The CIAA was in town this weekend. And I kept my streak of going to zero events. Yes, baby. We kept the streak on. No CIAA for us ever. Even and though, we uh, went to Fairville State, which won like a CIAA championship. While we were there, we still didn't go. Yeah, keep streak alive. I wasn't really into that, so we kept the streak going on. And we're going to go ahead and uh, continue to miss events. At oh, 50. yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of people that did go out told me that it was funny watching downtown change because so many of the establishments that are let's just say predominantly white like there's rumors that certain clubs don't let black people in you know they have that dress code stuff where it's yeah, like no sneakers no, yeah. no boots yeah. no jeans no black no skins no no timbers you know basically they just say anything you know paper bag test basically and um they were saying it's funny because they changed their Dress code, uh, and they changed their actual, uh, my man GQ, Pat, he told me that they changed their dress code and the type of music they play, even at nice places. Wow. So even like some of the steak restaurants and shit were like bumping Jay-Z and... Wow. Yeah. They want your money, but they will, they want to be sure you a safe nigga. <laughs> well, I, I mean, not for that week. For that week, they just want your money, you know? That's true. And it's funny how money, you know, in this economy... Money changes things, man. You, oh, especially in this economy. They, they, they don't care how they make that money. They just want you to come in and spend it. Yeah, so they were just so happy probably to get some people that would come here to Charlotte just to spend money that they were like, hey, uh, let's go ahead and, you know, put that put that Jay-Z on and yeah. put the waiters in do-rags and let's oh, go yeah. make some money. <laughs> and, you, and you know it took them a half an hour to find a satellite station. What satellite station is that again? Yeah, that definitely had to blow the dust off of the uh, <laughs> R&B station. Oh, that yeah, week. they play country all the time. Yeah, well, and then they wonder, you know, they had all these high cover charges, and they kicked everybody out of the downtown, the epicenter, which is like a collection of clubs and uh-huh. bars and 
um, movie theater and even the movie theater is like a club in, in the episode. Yeah, it is. You it's, can order alcohol. They got a party going on outside. Yeah, we went. I was like, did we come to the movie slash club slash bar slash everything in one spot joint? Yeah, so they kicked everybody out at one point, and mm-hmm. then yeah, and then they let everybody back in, but you had to pay a cover charge. Oh, and they wonder why niggas don't tip, man. That's probably why they wasn't. Wow, it was like I actually had to pay fifty dollars just to get back in this bitch. So, uh, I'm sure I the feel tips bad were for pretty the waitress, bad. yeah, and the bartenders too. Yeah, I remember one time I went to watch a fight over at um, Jillian's on South Boulevard, uh-huh. which has mostly black people there. And the lady was so surprised that I tipped her. Uh, like, she looked at me like um, like she was going to cry or something. Um, <laughs> but the reason, the thing is, one of the reasons nobody was tipping was because they treated people like shit. They took all the chairs and the bar stools out of the restaurant and put them in this cage area where the arcade is. So everyone had to stand to watch the fight. Wow. It was dirty, man. And then, you know, they were slow with their service. I tipped generously because I used to be a waiter and yeah, I just do I it on principle. I do yeah. it more for me than the waiter, yeah, me really, too. at this point. Yeah, um, me too. For me not to tip you, I mean, I basically got to do my own service for me not to get in. And I will probably steal your dollar, too. Yeah, so, I mean, the only time I don't tip sometimes is like, I won't tip a lot at buffets or yeah. if it's just like those motherfuckers that put a tip jar out there, but they're still making minimum wage. Yeah, I'm sorry. They pay you way above minimum. You're not getting paid two thirteen. You're getting paid seven, eight, nine dollars. I'm not giving you a tip jar for gas. Yeah. You sure? So um, that basically that's what happened. Where they uh, they didn't they treated people like shit, but I'm sure they walk out of there every night like you know what those black people don't tip for anything. But I mean, who the fuck? Go, why would you just hurting people in there like animals and not really yeah. serving them? Not really having a wait staff. You have to go to the bar to order anything, food, anything. Wow! So they just make it difficult for you on purpose, and they're basically like, watch the fight and get the fuck out. You know? Wow! I went and sat in the I went and sat in the back in the back section mm-hmm. where they were supposed to have it closed off, and there was like a nineteen inch TV, not HD, not flat screen. Another TV hanging up that was, you know, probably like 19 inches, but it was like the signal was fuzzy. And then there was several TVs that were broken that didn't work. Wow. The furniture was all dusty and old. I just sat there because this guy let us in. It was a couple waiters in the back. They were like smoking weed or some shit. Wow. They let me and Mike and his girlfriend in there. We were watching the fight and the manager comes up there and says... Hey, you guys got to get out of here. Um, and I said, why? You know, no one's in here. We, you know, we've been back here for, forever. We watched yeah, the we, opening fight. We're not bothering nobody. You know what this fool said? Because Jamie Foxx is coming here. Yeah, right. Like, he don't come to a dusty-ass place in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, th- he's not coming. I said, Jamie Foxx going to come here to these dirty-ass chairs and look at this fucked up flat this fucked up TV that's not flat screen not HD this is what Jamie Foxx is doing with his night I don't think so Say that again. he just wanted us to get out so he lied to us and the fight was about to start so Jamie must have just gonna miss the damn fight mm-hmm. and come hang out with Jillian's plus they didn't announce it at the uh yeah. they would have announced it like an event like 
Jamie Foxx is gonna be here, and then mm-hmm. more people would have been there. So and you had a cover charge. Yeah, he yeah. lied. He lied straight up and just didn't want, for some reason, people to sit down. They didn't want niggas sitting in their establishment. It was like quasi-racist because black people make up most of that Jillian's money. Yes, they do. Then they, they treat you like shit, and the, the restaurant basically are like, hey, I guess the waiters aren't going to get tips. Fuck it. All right, anyway. um, I was, We talked about old man strength a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah. And I was talking to my boy Damon about it, and I really think old man strength comes from the fact that old men are just not going to lose a fight. Oh, no. They're willing to do more than you. Yeah, and what they fail to realize, it's just something about experience that then young boys don't got. See, an old man know what bones break. An old man know what's going to make you cry. An old man know what's going to put you on your knees. See, when you yeah. when you coming up and you don't know the tricks of the trade, man, an old man will lay you out and you won't know what happened to yourself. Yeah, I, I, I kind of can't wait to get old so I can get a, a old man jump shot. And then the old man fighting style because the old men don't have any type of uh, scruples. Like they you will know. punch you in your nuts, they'll knee you to the uh, jaw, oh, yeah. they'll elbow boss. you in your throat. Like they do those Jack Bauer moves that just aren't fishing. <laughs> and meanwhile, you, right. young boys, you know, you still think you got all these rules and shit. You know, you you like, hey man, you gonna fight? We gonna square off? We gonna do this? We gonna, hey man, you can't? Your boys can't jump in. Old men just be like, I'm gonna knock your ass out, and that's it for the day. Like I had my, I'll just be like that boy was crazy. I know that was that was my exercise for the day, boy. And uh, I, I heard on the radio too, like there's a rumor that Sarah Palin's trying to get a reality show. Oh my gosh, you serious? And I was thinking, what if this entire the campaign, uh, all her speeches, all her, you know, all the all the stupid things she said, the rallies, what if this is all an elaborate setup for a reality show? Wow, it might be. Kind of like Jessica Simpson being real stupid. And then they get a reality show based on Jessica Simpson being a dumbass. Like, what if this whole reality show is just basically <laughs> Sarah Palin Running and around? everything. That, 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 that was all she was conspiring to do. Yeah, because, I mean, maybe she doesn't. Maybe she's not ready to be president. But she seems ready to be, uh, uh, you know, to be uh, a reality star. She has a lot in common with a lot of reality show people. Yes, you know? she do. So, I, I think I could definitely see her doing that as far as, uh, you know, being a stupid person that acts impulsively and, you know, throw some alcohol in the situation. You got your own little reality TV show. I yeah, would watch her, it every week. Her daughter already got a baby daddy that they show up for child support, so she already got the drama. Yeah, and it's sad that that's what um, politics has come down to, where it is not far-fetched to think that Sarah Palin could be a reality TV star. No, not so Like, it's not far-fetched. They, like, people were, are willing to vote for her to be, to lead this country. And she's considering doing a reality TV show. Wow. Like, I can't take her seriously. At all. Jessica Simpson was on Oprah this week. Oh, speaking Oprah. of uh, stupid people. <laughs> and she said uh, she was upset about the John Mayer interview. And people talking about her weight. Um... The thing is, man, it's hard to get to take the the. You can't talk about my weight role when you are famous because you're supposed to be fine. Say that again. Because you can't. She can't sing. It's don't. Oh, don't, her voice is terrible. Yeah, you get your shit compressed to the point where any you can fart into the microphone and call that a hit. That's so don't true. try to tell me that 
my image is not to be judged. You're in, you're completely based on your image. That's all you have to if offer. If that's the case, why you keep having those plastic surgeries and all that stuff? If your image and, and your weight and stuff is not important. Yeah, I don't know if she had plastic surgery or not, but it doesn't matter. The point that's is, true. her image is the number one thing she sells. Yeah. No one's buying a fucking Jessica Simpson album because they're like, I really love her music. She's a, you know, she's a diva. She's a, she's a fucking yeah. girl that looks good. And every dude I know that ever brings her up is talking about her looks. And so her looks fell off and people commented. It wasn't okay. like, and the, you know, the media jumped in and shit, but that's because that's what she was selling. It would be like if Apple sold the iPhone and then apparently the iPhone couldn't do anything, you know? Like, yeah. uh, you know, the iPhone would crash every time you try to touch the internet. Well, people would be mad. It's what you sold me, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, I, and then the other thing, she tried to act offended that the, um, John Mayer, in his controversial interview that we talked about, where he talked about having a nigga pass, mm-hmm. um, he said that she was a sex, sex was the bomb, and if she would charge him, it was like crack, he would pay for it, and all this shit. She pretended to be offended by that, and oh, it's so personal, and that's not the John Mayer I knew. Whatever. No chick is insulted by some man telling everybody that and she... And her stuff is, is the greatest yeah. ever. Yeah. Ain't like he called her a whore, said she was fucking everybody. He basically said, hey, she's having... Her sex is the bomb, and she supposedly got offended. Um, speaking of people getting offended, man, I'm, I'm on fire with these segues. Uh, I played a practical <laughs> joke on Jeremy. Um, yeah, Jeremy, he sent out this, he, he tries to play coy on the email sometimes. Like, he'll say stuff, and what his first statement is, his first email, is leaving out a lot of details so that everyone will pay attention to him and ask him questions. Mm-hmm. And he acts like a woman about it, you know, it's like if... You know, it's like if your woman gets her hair done and she comes in and she uh, looks in the mirror for five minutes and then she uh, kind of, you know, combs her hair a little bit Mm -hmm. and then she uh, gets all in your face and smiles at you and she wants you to compliment her and say, oh, you got your hair done. That's true. That's how Jeremy emails. So (laughs) he sent out an email that said basically... uh, uh, Hey man, y'all should look on Facebook or something like that. If somebody ain't been looking on Facebook, and of course everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I'm not saying, man. Just this one girl, man. She's got you know nice pictures out there or something." And everyone has to beg and find out who is it. And it's like it's this girl. And um, I'm at work, so I'm not I'm not going on Facebook. I just see these emails, and he's like, "You know, it's such and such as it's so and so. It's this girl." And I go to search for the girl when I get home just to see what the fuck he's talking about. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's much ado over nothing. Well, it's a picture of a girl who, where she's a model. Okay. When I search for her, she's a model, a professional model. She has two pages, her personal page, where she puts her modeling pics to, and she has an actual page just for her modeling. Okay. She's got pictures of bikinis, pictures of, you know, okay. nude. She does this for a living. This is her job. So it's not like... You know, she would be offended if someone to, were to look at her pictures. Yeah. So I go back to the email. I copy and paste the picture he's talking about, which is basically it's a tasteful picture. It's artsy, where she's like taking a nude photo, but she's kind of covering her breasts, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see one of her nipples. But they took a picture. They took like painting and Photoshop, like 
color over her chest, so okay. it doesn't really stand out. Or maybe they even actually painted her. I don't know. Okay. But it doesn't really stand out like, you know, like, oh, I got to jack my dick to this. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's not porn. No. So, um, I copy and paste the picture, and I'm like, this is the picture you're talking about, really? You know, and uh, he's like, man, that's so-and-so's girlfriend, and I didn't want to put it out there like that. I'm like, well, dude, you practically did by giving 90% of the information and not giving us the picture. Next time, copy and paste the fucking picture in the email. But then I decided, you know what? I'm not going to send that message. I'm going to teach him a lesson. So what I did, I went on Facebook, and I hit there on everybody's picture you can say like share link you can tag somebody mm -hmm. so i hit share this picture and then on on the share on the message i put hey everybody check out this picture um jeremy and i tagged him mm -hmm. as the you know like you can tag people on facebook kind of okay. like in twitter where you say at so and so you can say at jeremy and put his last name oh so i said check this out Jeremy told all the guys on the Wee Night email list about this picture, um, and then I shared it with everybody. Mm -hmm. And so um, he got so mad. He was like, hey, man, cut it out on the email. Like, he didn't know for it. It was probably up there 10 minutes. He didn't know. And somebody else commented <laughs> about it, and they were like, Rod, you're crazy. And then finally he figured it out. And um, he called me. And left a couple messages on my voicemail. I forgot to bring my phone up here, so I can't play him. And then he called me on the phone, and I was laughing so hard I couldn't respond. But he just called me and cursing me out, like, "Did you take that fucking shit off now, man? You fucking you piece of shit and all this shit." And I, was, <laughs> I was laughing so hard, um, man. I, I couldn't even respond. I, I was laughing so hard, but um, you know that's the lesson he should learn, man. Stop trying to be. A little, you know, a little girl about this shit, and just to, we're a bunch of dudes. And none of us is gonna like walk up to, uh, to the girl's boyfriend and be like, "Hey, man, so I saw your girl's tits." Like, mm -hmm. and he probably don't care. She's a fucking professional. She's yeah. not keeping it a secret. No, she's not. So he just wanted to do the I know something you don't know game, and it backfired on him. And I'm glad. So he was mad. I don't care. Um, I watched a couple movies this week. Cool. Uh, speaking of being mad, I watched uh, Segway. I watched Planet Hulk, which is uh, basically a movie about the graphic novel of the Hulk getting sent off of planet Earth, and he ends up in this other this other world fighting in an arena and all this shit. It was pretty cool. I do like these new Marvel DVDs, and it was Blu-ray too. Oh, cool. But um, I like these new Marvel DVDs where they are basically going back and telling some of the um, other stories of you know, these heroes and not just the origin, but actual yeah. like Iron Man did this, Hope did that and uh I really liked it. I enjoyed it and um I you know, I thought it was good. I know you didn't get to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um and then I also also watched The Hurt Locker and I don't know, Derek seems to think this movie's like entirely overrated. Uh other people I know think it's like really, really good, possibly best movie of the year. Um I liked it. Um, I don't know about movie of the year. I really think Avatar is a movie of the year, and people just don't want to say that because it's a this huge monolith to yeah. greed and excess, and you know this. It's, it's almost like he bought the Academy Award, but fuck it. If it's the best, it's the best. That's true. You know, it's like saying I don't want the Cavs to win the the NBA championship. Well, if they win, they win. Like that's the end. And Avatar, they put the best product out there. It's the only movie I walked out this year where I was like, that was an entirely de 
different experience. That's true. Like it changed the way I want to see movies. Say that again. I will. I can't think of a single movie in IMAX 3D I won't see uh, this year. Me either. If it's in 3D, y'all got our money this year. Yeah, I would have saw Alice in Wonderland, but we went to the basketball okay. games. Yeah. So but, next um, weekend we'll be giving a review on Alice in Wonderland. Yep. So um. Anyway, I like the movie. I would probably say it's a. Uh, you know, an A. It's a, I mean, if Avatar is an A+, plus, then this is an A, man. And I really enjoyed it. And it was, you know, it surprised me and it, it was great. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, speaking of great movies, you shouldn't be able to uh, own a gun until you can rent a car. Okay, that was a terrible segue. <laughs> hey, I was hot for a few in a row. but Yeah. You know. But yeah, if you can rent, you shouldn't be able to just go buy a gun at 18. You can't even drink yet. Like, you shouldn't be able to get a gun until you can own, rent a car, in, which is like 25 or something, I think. Okay. So when you can rent a car and you can pass that credit check, and you should have to pass a credit check to get a gun too. Yeah. You know, I, I want people that make good decisions having guns. Say that I don't again. want a bunch of broke motherfuckers with risky credit decisions on their resume uh, as people that can decide whether or not to, to have a gun. Yeah, you know, now they pass a law, you can have guns in national parks, and in some states, you can have guns in bars. That's Alcohol and guns. It's, and the, the, apparently the stipulation is you're not supposed to drink and have your gun. How long is that going to last? Somebody's going to do it. And on top of that, my thing is that if your gun is a concealed weapon, like you come in with it concealed, Nobody knows this, and all it's going to take is for somebody to get drunk. Somebody pissed them off, and they're going to shoot the joint up. And I don't know whether how it pertains. I don't know the law about if you have to have it open, if you have to, have, if you can have it okay. concealed. Because sometimes when they have those kind of laws, it's an open carry law, which means okay. your gun shown. has to be exposed. Okay. But even then, some dumb fuck who's drunk as hell come and take it. might come fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily that you will make the bad decision. People are just dumbasses in general, especially when they get drunk. And who's to stop somebody from walking up to you and being like, what you gonna do with that gun? And they get shot in the fucking face because you have a gun on you and you, you felt threatened. So That's true. Nothing good will come of this fucking law. Sometimes I think we go overboard both ways. When there's yes, a, we do. When there's a killing at like Virginia Tech or this guy was shot at the Pentagon, when that shit happens, that doesn't mean everyone should have to give their guns back. And the That's other true. way too, when when some fool does shoot up a restaurant and this lady survives and she's like, if I would have had a gun, no, everyone doesn't get to have a fucking gun either. We yeah. need a medium. Yeah, we need I, a medium where I don't want sane people get to have guns, crazy people don't, and I, I can work with that. Um, yeah, in fact, when you talking about that, I think before you get a gun, you need to have a psychological test. Yeah, and speaking of guns, did you hear about people gonna be able to carry guns into Starbucks? Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, so. got coffee and bullets first thing in the morning, dog. <laughs> With my frappuccino. Here, here's an article. Advocates of a so-called open carry laws, which give citizens the right to wear unconcealed weapons without a permit, are hailing it for not kicking. What? Are hailing it for not kicking gun-toting customers out of their stores. Oh, so they're they're hailing. They're praising Starbucks for this shit. Gun foes, meanwhile, say the coffee chain should keep its stores firearm-free while not refusing any espresso-sipping police officers, of course. 
one thing that's weird about this is a lot of people that drink Starbucks are fucking hippies. And I don't think hippies and guns mix. So I wonder no. how they would feel about, you know, these hippies basically saying, I'm scared of guns. You know, I'm anti-war. I'm not drinking your coffee while I sit at my laptop all day writing my novel that's never going to get published. I wonder how they would feel about that shit. Wow. As for Starbucks, it would rather stay out of the debate altogether. The political policy and legal debates around these issues belong in the legislators and courts, not legislatures and courts, not in our stores, the company said in a statement Wednesday. When it comes to the gun issue, Starbucks said it will abide by state laws. So basically what they're saying is whatever the law is, what we'll do. They're not going to say normally a lot of stores when you walk in they say you know no shoes no shirt no service yeah no uh no guns yeah Yeah, so but basically they're saying we're just gonna take that down and if you're in the store and if you're in a state where you can carry a gun in then you can carry a gun that's all my thing is that i feel so bad for the people making the lattes because all you gotta do is piss somebody off when they're having a bad day you get shot in half creamers everywhere what's what's going on here (laughs) That's going to be some dangerous coffee being yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they better be your, quick on their feet. And if you get your order wrong, man. Oh, this is really over for real. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm for this. I, mean, I think, actually, uh, not only should you be able to carry in Starbucks, you should be carrying through Wendy's. Everything. <laughs> like, you have drive-thrus and drive-bys at the same time. <laughs> and if I you get my order wrong, like, you forgot my fries, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you forgot my nugget sauce. Yeah. <laughs> now you can hand over that hot mustard right now. <laughs> oh, you trying to kick knowledge? You trying to kick knowledge? <laughs> and don't let me get in my client to come back in the store. It's only popping for real. Yeah, so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, I saw that. That was kind of a silly story. Uh, speaking of silly stories, you hear about this air traffic controller dude that let his kid do some of the... Um, do some of the calls. Yeah. Alright, I'll read a little bit of this article, but everybody's heard about this shit by now because this story was completely overblown by the media. It's like people, you know, people just wanted something to get upset about. Um, let's see. An air traffic controller and his supervisor are under investigation because the controller allegedly brought his two small children into the control tower and allowed them to speak to pilots on an air traffic control frequency. The incident occurred the incidents occurred on succeeding days last month at New York's John F. Kennedy Airport, the Federal Aviation Administration said Wednesday. Both the controller and supervisor have been placed on paid administrative leave. Well, at least they're paying them. That's, That's good. true. Um, but this is an overreaction. They need to wait for it to die down. Basically, he let the kids sit on his lap. Mm-hmm. The, he would say all the tough stuff, but when there was just a basic thing like, hey, you can take off now. You turn, you know, you have to come here. He let the kid do that. It's not like he let the kid type in different aviation uh, information and send it into uh, the, the the planes. He just had the kid say a couple sentences, you know. Um, so I, I really feel like they overreacted, like the people overreacted to the story. But this is the new world we live in. When there's a slow news day. They'll find anything. Yeah, people drive the media at this point. Everyone likes to blame the media for mm-hmm. sensationalizing things. No. You look at the click at what was clicked on the most on CNN, it's going to be these kind of stories. That's true. So, um, th- definitely people overreacted, but in this world now, this new media, you need to start thinking before you act and thinking, yeah. how stupid is this? Not stupid in a 
I'm going to crash some planes because I let my kids be. No, no it's not stupid like that. Mm-hmm. But, but it's stupid because it can get blown, overblown. That's true. You know? You're an air traffic controller and you're fucking around with your son at your job letting him sit on your lap like almost like when your dad teaches you to drive a car. And you, you know that in these days people will overreact to that. People can't just say it's harmless, it's no big deal yeah. and move on. So they had to get suspended. Hopefully they're, you know, they're fine, and hopefully they don't lose their jobs. Yeah, and and, and the sad part about it is that, to an extent, I understood, I understood, I understood him doing it, but at the same time, it's something that he should have never done. And for the fact, I don't think it would have been a problem if they if they didn't have it recorded. For the fact that they have it recorded and it played over and over and over and over again. That's why you got the response you got. And they were, and they were, first of all, the kids were adorable, but they record all this shit. They know that. He knows that. So it's his fault. You yes, know? it is. And they do have policies against it. And so he was wrong. He, he, yeah. he thought it would be cool or cute. And he probably didn't even know that rule or didn't care. And That's true. He got busted. You know, no big deal. Hopefully everything works out. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of the air traffic controller, um, Maddie has a cousin um, who overreacts to, to media also. Um, and he sends out the worst type of emails ever, which are these chain emails. Oh, I don't delete them. I don't even read those. I'm I hate sorry. those. Please don't send me those guys. I'm not reading them. Yeah, normally it's like something religious or something, some distasteful joke or something, you know, just corny. It's always a waste of time. Yes, it is. Well, Maddie sent out one that had this racist joke in there. And I can't even remember what the joke... Oh, it was a white couple escapes a fire, basically, that burned down their building to kill, like, eight people. But it didn't kill them because uh, the white couple had a job. And now all the other people, all the other minorities were, you know, they were either black people that didn't want to work or... Mexican people that, you know, just illegally in this country. Like, it's just a bunch you of, know, like, stereotypes, the they? white man is good and niggas and spicks are all evil. You know, that kind of <laughs> shit. So, um, I, I basically, it got me to thinking, which is, how come there's no white racist jokes? Why, why aren't there any jokes that just pick on white people as far as, like, those type of chain letters? Like, it's always some, like, horrible joke about black people not being able to swim or some stereotype like that, you know. And I know how to swim. I broke that chain. Yeah, but why? Why isn't there any um, jokes that you know, like oh, there's two white men walking to a bar. They got small penises. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> where are those? Where are those jokes? You know. So I don't. I don't know. I, I kind of found that. Uh, I don't know. I find. I didn't need. I can't even say I'm offended by that type of racism. It's just so fucking stupid. At least I know where I stand, and more than likely that dude doesn't know any black people. They definitely don't know any. They could tell that joke to. So oh, you know, that's just some cowardly shit. Um, speaking of cowardly shit, it must be the NFL offseason because Ben Roethlisberger is raping bitches again. Wow. Yeah, dog. You know how we do it. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he, he can't. They say he doesn't have enough control on the field, but uh, off the field, man, he really gets busy. Some dudes, you know, that off-season regimen, you know, like LT, he likes to build these 
hills in the back of his yard and run up and down. That's how he trains in the off season. Mm-hmm. And I think Ben Roethlisberger likes to rape bitches in the off season. That's how he trains. That's not good, though. Ben Roethlisberger has been accused of sexually assaulting a woman early Friday morning at a club in Georgia. TMZ was the first to report the allegation. This is on ESPN. I'm reading this. TMZ. T- hey, I, I told y'all Tiger Woods changed the game. He put TMZ on a map, didn't he? Not just that, but he got TMZ covering these sports people because they have now found that there is a market for stupid-ass fans that want to get outraged over every sexual impropriety or uh, every miscue of an athlete. So Tiger Woods and, you know, the 37 white women coming out actually helped TMZ become a legitimate source. There was a time when... I mean, they used to be a laughing stock. Yeah. didn't take them seriously. ESPN wouldn't have reported TMZ a year ago. but That's the source? No. Now, TMZ gets all the credit, so that's funny. Uh, the Millage, Milledgeville police report told ESPN a woman reported having been sexually assaulted or sexually manipulated by a white male, 6'5", 241 pounds, with brown hair, brown eyes, but would not confirm that the man was Roethlisberger. They also said he ran a four six forty and could throw the ball eighty yards. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean by se- sexually manipulated? I've never heard of that one. Um, I think sexual manipulation is like if you say, "Baby, just take one more sip of this drink and lay down." I don't know I'm what sexual. Buy you a drink. I don't know what sexual manipulation is. Honestly, me either. So I don't know. Um, but Roethlisberger's agents agent Ryan Toner. Confirmed the Steelers quarterback was questioned, but no charges have been filed. Last night, Ben and his friends met a group of women, and everyone mingled together throughout the evening. We have spoken to law enforcement. Based on the information currently available, an allegation was made against Ben, which appeared to be dismissed after a preliminary investigation last night. Obviously, given the prior accusation against Ben, we are skeptical of the motive, but we will continue to cooperate, cooperate with everyone involved. Now here's the thing. They're saying they're scheduled they're skeptical of the motive because of the prior allegation. Mm, to me that means, you know, rape me once, shame on me, you know. Or shame on you. Uh, rape me twice, shame on me. I know it's so. So I don't know. This seems like two's a trend. I don't, at some point we might have to accept that Ben might like to rape women. I know. Take it by force. Yeah, he gets a little rapey out there. You know, during the off season, that's all. But, uh, you find other hobbies other than them women. It definitely will help the chick with the civil suit, but unless it's yeah. some elaborate uh, conspiracy to, uh, you know, get the civil suit uh, more uh, legitimacy. And that's true, too. You never know. All right, so let's do a couple more stories and we can get the hell out of here. Cool. Um, so, luckily, we had this story about a lady who basically is like a crackhead. She has four kids. The, the so DSS has been out to her house before, um, and her kids have been um, left home alone several times with no supervision. And finally, there was a fire. Two of the kids died, the one-year-old and two-year-old. And the older kids, I think a four-year-old and seven-year-old, were saved by the neighbor when the neighbor heard screaming. But uh, the lady has been locked up, and I think she's being accused of murder, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, they charged her with two uh, cases of murder, and they charged her for cases of uh, uh, 
fire like uh, a child being exposed to fire or children being exposed to fire well here's the thing about this um and I'll stay on this briefly, but politically, uh, they've been talking about this on conservative radio locally yeah. just all week and really giving it to the DSS with both barrels and really saying, like, why didn't the government intervene, blah, blah, blah. But I don't understand how conservative, how conservatives can be like, or put it like this, conservative radio hosts, because actually I have a lot of friends that are conservative and I don't think they believe this shit, but mm -hmm. the people on the radio have a fucking story to tell, yes, so they gotta do it, but like, I don't understand how you can say, we need smaller government, we need less social welfare programs, we need to cut the budget for all this shit, but DSS is directly a social welfare type program. Yes, it is. And, you know, th I think there's a stigma that welfare, social welfare means black people and so there's some people on that side that are just hearing, you know, this is what this is what happens when black people do this, that, and the other. But any reasonable person knows that these programs are designed for poor people. Yes. So regardless, regardless of the, the race, scheme, you know. That's right. But the thing is, if we want less intervention and we want less budget, this is the this stuff. is what's gonna happen. That's right. This is stuff that happens. And on top of that, you have the DSS workers whose cases were already. A lot, and then you have more people with the economy going to these services and applying for these services. So, let's say a caseworker had 50 cases, now it probably doubled or tripled to 100 cases. And so, there's nowhere in the world they can get to every house, they can go for every call, they can respond to every email. My thing is that you say downsize. And you don't want to really give them the assistance that they need to do their job. But when these things happen, you're outraged and you go, well, why didn't they do this and why didn't they do that? You can't have it both ways. Either the government's going to be smaller or the government's going to be larger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with you. You, you said it. I can't say it any better than that. They definitely, people are trying to make this into a government fucked up thing. And I understand we have a Democrat in charge, but this is a local issue. Yes, is. This is not the a political football to kick around. Mm -hmm. There's people lives and mm -hmm. I don't understand how anyone can say, you know, these social workers aren't overworked and somehow they were supposed to stop this case. Unless you're gonna say there's acceptable loss and yeah, I don't give a fuck about these kids and dying. That's tragic, but I still wanna cut the budget. I still don't want government interfering in people's lives. Unless you're willing to say that, shut the fuck up because they have a hard enough job. And yeah, they, yeah, they do. And then on top of that, like here, like everywhere else, everybody wants to to make the um, government smaller. So you're slashing their wages, you're slashing their bonuses. You, people are not going to give you a hundred percent when they're not getting paid properly for the jobs, too. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, well, they make every. You know, of course, when you're on one side and you're against the government or whatever, every government job sounds like it's easy, it's plush, they're overpaid, and they're all living on easy street. And, you know, I don't work for the government. I, I have a friend that kind of works for the government. I don't see his life as this big-ass, you know, spending spree. So I don't know the truth. I don't know how much they make. But I do know that social... Everyone would agree that social workers in Mecklenburg County are overworked. So I don't I have never heard the opposite of that. So we cut if we're gonna cut programs, we either gotta find a way to not cut this or to uh or or, or to or to find a find a way to, to just 
forget about these kind of cases and not make news of it and just act like nothing's wrong when this kind of shit happens. Uh, and also, speaking of children in danger, danger, James and Sandra Davis traded sex with their daughter for a 98 minivan. Wow. According to police in Eastman, Georgia, James and Sandra Davis came up with a novel plan to pay for a 98 Dodge minivan that they wanted to purchase at Shorty's Used Cars. They would let the dealership manager have sex with 14-year-old daughter in lieu of payments. Oh! Yes, Shorty was well, getting it in Shorty, with their daughter. Shorty was getting him on with Shorty, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Shorty the pimp. Uh-huh, with Shorty the girl. Police say they bought the van two years ago from 66-year-old... 66? Damn! <laughs> I'm sorry, 66-year-old Wayne Bearden... Manager of Shorty's, of Shorty's, but they apparently never made payments on the van, at least the monetary kind. <laughs> Bearden was instead paid with sexual favors by the Davis's daughter, who would have only been 12 when the arrangements was made. Wow. So basically, they let their 12-year-old daughter have sex with this man because they couldn't pay for their minivan. And Shorty was all but too happy to take some sex. It seems the parents were also going perv on their daughter. Both have been arrested for molestation charges. The girl has been placed in foster care. As for the financially creative car salesman, he has a list of busts going all the way back to the 70s when he ran for Georgia State Senate. He was convicted in 1978 in the shooting death of a friend and a pol- and, and political ally during a fight. He served time again in the 90s on pot charges. Went to federal prison in 97 for vote-buying conspiracy pinch. The dealership was owned by his younger brother who gave Bearden a job because he was a recovering alcoholic. Police believe the Davises also traded their daughter's virtue for other items and drugs. They expect more arrests in the coming days. There's a lot wrong with that picture. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they were trading their damn daughter. Wow. At 98 too, is it? The 12-year-old daughter's only worth for a 98 minivan. I mean, at least, come on, let's step it up to 2011. I mean, get me a GPS system or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, for my daughter's virginity, you definitely give me keep this entry. I'm not just... Say that again. I'm not just selling these babies for nothing. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't support it, but even, even more offensive than that is taking a bad trade, you know, on a 98. Yeah, and he gonna be younger. He ain't gonna be no 60 so It'll be her grandfather. Mm-mm. 60 something. Wow. And he was an alcoholic. Was, uh, this world's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it makes you think, man. The world wow. is ghetto. Yes, it is. All right, man. So that's it for this episode. And even if uh, the world is disgusting, you guys can always come to the Black Guy with Tips podcast. For an uplifting take on the fucked up events of today's world. And we're about to be out, so anything else you want to say? Nope, baby. I love you. I love you too.
ready for action. Nip it in the bud, we never relaxing. Outcast is everlasting. Not clashing, not at all. But see, my nigga want to do a little acting. Now that's for anyone asking. Give me one and pass em. Drip, drip, drop. There it goes an orgasm. Now you coming out the side of your face. We tapping right into your memory bank. Thanks. So click at the ticket. Let's see your seatbelt fasten. Trunk rattling like two midgets in the back seat rattling. Speaker box vibrate the tag. Make it sound like aluminum cans in a bag. But I know y'all wanted that 808. Can you feel that BASS bass? But I know y'all wanted that 808. Can you feel that BASS bass? All I do, baby.